0: To Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. When the New York Times book critic Dennis Lehan writes about the opening of James Elroy's novel Perfidia, he states, There, Whalen's Drugstore, 6th and Spring Streets, the site of four recent felonies, 211 PC, armed robbery. For better, and often for worse, that style, jumpy, feverish, and anarchic, mirrors the world we enter. So, too, does our opening track reflect this jumpy, feverish, and anarchic feeling. Composed and arranged by today's guest, a musician who has performed and recorded with many world-class musicians, including Dizzy Gillespie, Eddie Henderson, The Temptations, 10,000 Maniacs, The Four Tops, and many others. My guest is a saxophonist, composer, arranger, and educator as well as the founder, artistic director, and conductor of the Rockland Youth Jazz Ensemble, an adjunct jazz professor at Bergen Community College, Bergen Catholic High School's Jazz Ensemble Director, and vice president of the Rockland County Jazz and Blues Society. In 2019, he was the recipient of the Arts Council of Rockland's 2019 Performing Artist Award. It is my honor to introduce today's guest, the leader of the Peter Furlan Project, and the Peter Furlan Trio and Quintet, Peter Furlan. Welcome to the show, Peter.
1: Hey, Marshall. Pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: In your liner notes, you mentioned that the opening track that I played, Perfidia, was inspired by the historical romance and crime fiction novel, Perfidia, by American author James Elroy. How did Elroy's novel inspire you?
1: Well, actually, I've been doing a whole series of inspired fiction, modern fiction, my last record came out in 2019, was called Between the Lines. Every song on that album is based on uh, modern fiction. And I'm an avid reader and found inspiration after reading books, either trying to depict the story or just feeling artistically invigorated. I've always have used that as a jumping board for me to compose.
0: Well, in researching you, I thought, hmm... This would make a good soundtrack for a book club. So if people had a book club, they wanted to have some background music, they could be listening to Between the Lines.
1: But There you go. I appreciate that. You
0: know, many artists are doing virtual performances. Perfidio was performed virtually. What's involved in doing something like that?
1: Well, actually, yeah. So this pandemic has put a stop to the gigs. So basically... Um, what I did was first I composed, you know, wrote the uh, the score and the arrangement. I then sent everybody parts separately. There are nine musicians on that track. Also, um, what I had to do was create backing tracks for everyone to play along. What I did was first I sent it to the bass player, sent him all the, the entire backing track with all the parts without his part. He recorded it and then sent it back to me. I used Logic Pro audio uh, software put him in i then sent it to the drummer same process he added his part and then keyboards etc guitars trumpet one and, and and the rest of the horns that way basically by doing it by building it up from the ground up it still really had a very live playing you know as best as you can get it you know in, in that format when they recorded themselves they also recorded a video track uh, with it. They record it into a Logic or some sort of recording software so I could get a good file, but at the same time, they they videotaped themselves doing the recording and then linked up the audio to the video files.
0: So the pandemic has really caused uh, musicians and artists to become technologically savvy. I mean, this isn't something, if you went to a a club to play, you wouldn't have to worry about all these files <laughs> and transfers and everything like that.
1: But No, exactly, yes. <laughs>
0: but are, are there advantages to performing virtually? Are there disadvantages?
1: You know, there's still nothing like playing at this, with other musicians live. With that said, this is the closest I could get to it, you know, and uh, it did give me an opportunity to compose and hear my music, and I would say that I did teach Pro Tools. I knew Pro Tools, but I stopped using Pro Tools about a year ago, Doing this, I learned logic <laughs> so, during this whole process. So, so in that case, it actually did
2: help me. Yeah.
0: So if you're in a in a live venue and somebody has just finished a solo, you'll hear somebody in the audience yell right. out or clap. Uh, what kind of feedback do you get on a virtual performance?
1: That's the thing. You really don't get it other than just posting it in, on YouTube and Facebook. You know, that's pretty much the only feedback you get. Perfidia you could find it on... Um, my Facebook page, but in actuality, through that and a couple other postings, it got close to like ten thousand listens. So, you know, there you go.
0: Well, that's pretty impressive. It would be hard to fill a club up with ten thousand people in the audience. Uh, well, yeah.
1: So, yeah. I mean, with that said, how many people actually listened to the whole track? I don't know, but definitely had ten thousand clicks and. People did, you know, at least uh, hear some of it and saw my name. So in that respect, it was actually quite good, yeah.
0: So you can get some positive feedback. Yes. I'd,
1: that, that, that's, yes, it's,
0: I'd like to get back to the uh, literary aspects of your your music. And uh-huh. th- they've not gone unnoticed. Filippi Frietas, a reviewer for Jazz Trail, wrote about your album Between the Lines and stated... Peter Furlan is an able saxophonist, composer, and arranger whose eclecticism is well patented on this particular project in which a crew of 10 qualified and versatile musicians are at his disposal to play music inspired by the modern literary fiction. I'd like uh, our listeners to hear Invisible, a track from this album, but perhaps you could tell us more about the musicians on this track.
1: On the record is the virtuoso trumpet player Vinnie Coutreau, the great baritone saxophonist Roger Rosenberg, trombonist Eric Storkman, alto saxophonist Andrew Beals, guitarist Saul Rubin, bassist Peter Brendler, drums Nadav, Zellnicker, and keyboardist Neil Alexander, and myself. So just, I think I covered everybody.
0: Well, let's... And the,
1: so- the solos on this track is Roger Rosenberg playing bass clarinet, and myself playing tenor.
0: Let's take a listen to Invisible. was Invisible from the album Between the Lines performed by my guest Peter Furlan. I'll tell you, I thought that was very smooth. That was very nice. Thank you. Not only is your music inspired by literature, but you know, I remember, uh, let me backtrack a little bit. I remember going to music stores, Tower Records or whatever, going right. through the bins and being fascinated by the covers. Well, the cover between the lines also reflects a literary theme who designed this
1: this is actually a former student of mine from the rockland News jazz ensemble who's an artist his name is Stephen campanella he's actually still an undergrad he's uh, at fit he's just this great artist so i called him up i said hey you think you could draw a cover for me and i told him my idea that i wanted the books and maybe show the music you know and i kind of wanted it not too realistic almost cartoonish a little bit he did a beautiful job it's a really beautiful cover
0: and he even got your eyeglasses in there
1: he he most certainly did (laughs) we actually did he actually came over and we worked on setting it up on the table you know (laughs) how we wanted it to look and then he took a picture and then you know he he went to work and, and like a day, a day later, he had it done. It was pretty amazing.
0: When uh, you introduce yourself to people, do you call yourself a big band leader, or wh- how do how do you uh, determine what kind of group you have?
1: I'm involved in a lot of different projects. I just consider myself a uh, composer, a razor saxophonist. I have an earlier record called Spyglass Hill, which actually has full big band, like you know, uh, like four or five pieces that are full big band on it. I do some trio playing. I'm involved in this project called Mr. Gone with the keyboardist uh, Neil Alexander. We co lead this group. And that's actually a um, Weather Report uh, Herbie Hancock Headhunters band that we play those beautiful fusions music from the 70s. I'm an arranger, so yes, most of my you know music usually will have... I like to have more instruments, more colors, more... You know, as I say, it's like having color to paint. The more instruments, the more color you can add to the canvas.
0: So. When did you first realize that you had a talent for music?
1: It's funny, none of my family are musicians, but I did have great influence with my grandfather, who used to take me as a young kid... To museums and concerts, and even though he he wasn't a musician, he was he, he loved the arts. So he introduced me, and I guess somewhere along the line, I don't know, in high school, I, music just was such an important thing for me. Listening to records, you know, I was just audiophile at the time. Would have spent all my money on a stereo. Uh-huh. Played clarinet as younger, and then in high school, I actually went and saw Pink Floyd, and they had they had a saxophone solo in that, you know, in Dark Side of the Moon. I said, wow. I can maybe play in a rock band, playing saxophone. Just, so I came home the next day, got some savings, had my mom take me out. And we bought a saxophone, and now uh, it's all she wrote.
0: Did you learn this by ear? How did you learn how to play the saxophone?
1: Oh, you know, I had clarinet classes, you know, in elementary and uh, junior high. But no, I, I right away decided, you know, this is what I wanted to do. So I started taking lessons and then continue that for college and stuff.
0: I'd like to get back to literature. Okay, cool. I'd like to talk about the celebrated graphic novel Watchmen by Uh, Alan Moore and David Gibbons. And it appears to be another literary reference that you have. And Brian Payne in Jazz Journal, he wrote, The Funk-laden Watchmen features urgent baritone sax, climactic tenor, and heavy drumming joined by driving keyboard. Can you tell us a little bit about this track? Yeah, well,
1: The Watchman is that great graphic novel, probably the first really brilliant graphic novel, and it takes place in the 80s. There's also a great movie. If you listeners are out there, if you don't want to read the graphic novel, maybe a lot of people have seen the movie The Watchmen. There's actually also an HBO um, show now called The Watchmen, a series, debuted last year. I actually, it's funny, you know, when I saw the debut, I tried to send them the track.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) I'm just curious, you start to read The Watchmen, and how soon Uh, into this book do you come up with a muse that tells you, okay, uh, this is going to be a a track on my album?
1: Well, you know, it's funny, um, for that, that didn't happen, that just, you know, I had read it, didn't actually write the tune much later, I was thinking about putting this project together of all litter, you know, all books, novels, and I went back and I said, you know, I got it. I love that so much. I read it again and then I wrote the tune. Well, so I, you know, I had read it earlier on and a couple of years later, you know, I decided to do that. I read it again and got through the whole thing and then said, hey, here we go. Let's see if we can put some music to my
2: imagination.
0: Let's listen to your imagination as you interpret the Watchman. That was Watchmen from the album Between the Lines performed by my guest Peter Furlan. Before we end up our show, I'd like to make sure that our listeners know where they can get your music.
1: I have a website, com. You can get it on Amazon. It's on every streaming service. If you go to the website, it'll take you to a bandcamp page where you can download it there. You can order the CD through that or pretty much everywhere. You know, I'll be honest with you, any streaming service it's on, that's today's world, you know. You can't reach a lot of people, but if you want a hard copy of it, then you have to order it through Amazon or through my website.
0: Well, I'm sure people will be going there. I, I hope th- so. That would be great. <laughs> we only have maybe less than a minute left. I mentioned right, great. about the Rockland County Jazz and Blues Society. Can you tell us just a little bit about that in 40 seconds or less?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, that is a group that I've been running that I created about, I guess this is this 19th year it started out because i had a lot of these young amazing talented private students and they weren't getting any outlet at the high school level to really play meaning they were getting better than the school bands would allow especially for improv and stuff so i decided to try to start an organization it's an audition based group and usually mostly kids from uh, rockland and bergen county when it's not during the pandemic i we rehearse out of uh, Maureen's Jazz Cellar in Nyack, New York, this great uh, jazz club, one of the best in the Hudson Valley. Yeah, you know, I, every concert we have guest artists. It's been a real pleasure, you know, between... Uh, you, so I run that group. Uh, as you said before, I run Bergen Catholic Jazz Ensemble, and I'm also the Bergen Community College Jazz Ensemble Director. All three groups feed each other, and I really do enjoy passing the, the, the legacy of jazz onto onto these young uh, wonderful students.
0: Well, Peter, I'm so happy that you were able to take the time to speak with me. And now I'd like to, no pun intended, close the book <laughs> on this interview <laughs> by uh, by returning to Perfidia. And thanks again. And I hope to hear from you again real soon.
1: Marshall, thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. <music>
0: listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Mr. Radio.